Blog Talk Radio. Network. I'm Brother Seth. How's everybody doing tonight? 
Well, you can't answer, right? <laughs> well, I really do hope everybody is blessed, as they say, and highly, highly favored, which would mean that we would have to be obedient uh, in order to get that. Um, but I do thank you for your time tonight, uh, brothers and sisters of all ethnic backgrounds and, and, and creeds and colors, nations, and everyone that's tuning in, you know, this is the Internet. Anybody can listen to you these days. So I just want to thank everyone. I really appreciate it, um, especially those who've been following the show since 2011, and as well as my Bloodline family as well. I really appreciate y'all. You just don't know how much appreciate the above. Many of you have sent emails, to, uh, Texas, telling me how much you appreciate what we're doing. So I do appreciate it. Um, just know that. Um, tonight, folks, I'm going to be talking about myself. Get straight to the point. I'm going to be talking a lot about myself, uh, accomplishments. Um, defeats, um, struggles, the, um, things that I normally don't talk about, and um, <laughs> that most folks don't want to talk about, I mean, um, because tonight I'm, I plan on sharing some very personal, private things about myself, challenges about myself, and I don't think I've ever done it on this blog talk ever, ever, so tonight I'll be talking about, uh, I will not look like a... Um, probably at the end of the show some great powerful man of God to some of y'all because you will find out tonight as you many of you already know but um, then you will you will be, definitely know if you don't know that Brother Seth is just another um, brother uh, out here trying to live right and, and stumbling and, and, and getting up and, and, and winning battles and losing battles so we'll talk about that a little bit more but um before I get too much into the the, the uh, meat of the show, I just want to, again, remind everybody that um, if you want to get any of our old shows, because uh, I have to say this because many of you don't know that these shows are recorded, so I have to talk like this. So bear with me, those of you that hear this every single week. But, folks, these shows really, really, really are recorded, and you can go into Google and type in Five Smooth Songs. Five Smooth Songs, Blog Talk Radio, and just whatever topic that we're going to be talking about. You know, you hear me talk about uh, all types of things from Bible leprosy to who are the true Jews or Israelites, or you hear me talk about the kingdom of, of Yah, the kingdom of God. You hear me talk about the one world government, new world order. You hear me talk about fusion centers. You hear me talk about uh, the, the World Health Organization, Central Bank, all types of things we've covered. Some of those are older shows, but you can Google any of those topics and get any of those shows. And uh, while I'm at it, um, I'm going to be talking a lot about, about uh, things I've learned and, and key events in my life, key history in my life. Let me just remind everybody, please listen to this. Please listen to this. I've already done five, four shows, three shows talking about my travel, domestic travel. I think I had a one and two on domestic and a one and two on international. I think I did four travel shows. You got to hear that two hours a pop, and I didn't mean two hours. Two hours a pop, uh, not three. Two hours, and then uh, I did a show talking about my testimony. I think that was two shows. So that's like six shows for you, those of you that think Brother Seth is just this big question mark, this voice that come on every week and you don't know nothing about me and you can't know anything about me and I don't talk much about me. So just know that nobody has said that to me, but I know people probably out there may think that. So again, you can Google. Files on Blog Talk Radio and just hit, just type travel, Seth Travel, and you'll get domestic one and two, 
uh, international one and two, where I talk about all kind of places I've been all over the, uh, the country for sure. It's almost every major city I seem like I've been to. Seem like not quite, but I've been everywhere. Uh, uh, so, um, just know that, okay? Y'all can tune in and check it out. Then the international. Again, it's part one and two where I talk about places like Venezuela, Canada, Dominican Republic, Jamaica, Puerto Rico, uh, Italy. Um, let's see here, Great Britain, uh, Netherlands, uh, France, Egypt, Israel, India, Japan, Hong Kong, which they go back and forth being owned by China. They're going through a lot. Keep those brothers and in your prayers. But China, uh, and then the uh, micro-Polynesian islands, um, uh, Majaro, Kwajalein, uh, Truck, uh, Guam is not. I know that's U.S. owned, as well as Puerto Rico. I know that's U.S. owned, so I don't really count Puerto Rico as one of the nations. Um, neither do I count Guam. But Australia, Papua New Guinea, Brazil, Thailand, Ethiopia, and Spain, just to name a few. Those are some of the places I've been. Uh, folks, listen. Uh, check out those shows. And I'll talk about that because I'm not going to talk about that on so much on the on this uh, program. This program is really to talk about inspirational things that happen, key events that that was spiritual, and most of that happened in the state. Some of it happened outside of the state, but most of this uh, the, the, the topic tonight. And while I'm talking about that, I'm going to just read the show description. Okay, let's just go ahead and read the show description. Okay, earlier uh, many of you got this via text or email. Uh, and let's go ahead and uh, do one little thing here. Okay, many of you got this message, which is the show title, Inspirational Events in the Life of Seth Turner, Five Snow Stones Founder. Um, I went on to say, the Most High by His Spirit seeks day-to-day to work in very practical ways for us. One more time. I started off the show description by saying, the Most High by His Spirit seeks day-to-day to work in a very practical way for us. Okay, so yes, He is working day-to-day in our lives in a very practical way. We make this stuff so spooky, and tonight I want to take the spook away and just uh, show just how practical it is to hear uh, the Father's Spirit. I don't always hear it. I can't always hear it like I should. But I do hear from time to time, and I have been blessed. And I just want to share that with you. That's all there is to it. Not trying to be a holier than thou or anything like that. Uh, we're here tonight that I do have challenges, things I have yet to conquer, uh, things I have yet to get the victory over, and then other things I have got the victory over, other things I have learned, other things I have progressed on, and I thank the Father for it. Uh, but tonight I just want to be a little more human than I have been in the past. Uh, again, we don't want to uh, send the message that we got it all together and things like that. So um, just know that's what's coming your way. Uh, let me go ahead and finish reading the show description. I want to say after I said uh, the previous that tonight Seth Turner, founder of the Fossil Stone Network, opens up about his day-to-day personal life's triumph with the most high spirit and defeats. One more time. I opened up about my day-to-day personal life's triumphs, as many triumphs, with the most high spirit and, of course, the defeats. I talk about the defeats tonight. 
Uh, I go on to say that I share how over the years I've encountered signs, wonders, and miracles when I was obedient and the pain and setbacks from living as a disobedient or carnal believer. Lots of time spent as in the disobedient and being a carnal believer. Lots of years spent as being disobedient and a carnal believer. That may come to shock some of y'all, but it's the truth. And I want to say that uh, I will share many key events, good and evil, and experiences that will no doubt inspire many of you to live better. And you got that right. It's going to inspire many people a little bit, I guarantee you. Lastly, I want to say, if you know Seth and have been a huge blessing as to Seth, or you know Seth and have been the opposite, you may be referenced tonight. Albeit, most names of people, places, and events will be withheld out of respect for all. I went on to say, the Father is real, and so is His Spirit. He, more than any Father, works in our day-to-day life to help us succeed. But many of us simply are too distracted to hear and so we suffer one more time. The Father is real, and, it's, and so is the Spirit. He, more than any Father, works in our day-to-day life to help us succeed. But many of us are simply too distracted to hear and suffer. I know it's a little bit of a long, short description, but I just want to nail that down, that truly, truly, truly tonight is going to be a little bit different for Brother Seth. I'm going to try to just, again, just share as, as open as I can, I haven't really taken a lot of notes because I want to be, I want, I want to be or, as organic as possible. Uh, things are just going to flow. Hopefully, I don't say the wrong thing or offend anybody. If I do, I'm apologizing ahead of time. Again, I won't try to mention any names. In some cases, I won't even mention the events because some people can figure out the names. But just know tonight is just to uh, address a lot of the. Uh, here goes the purpose of the show for those of you listening. Um, Attentively, the purpose of the show is to address a lot of the uh, cynicalism, or if I can say that, or, or people just so they trivialize so much uh, the a whole belief system with regards to walking in the spirit, with regards to miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles. They think it's not it's not real. Uh, it's a lot of people choosing to just to live out the law of the Old Testament. They have no uh, respect or revelation of the New Testament and, and a higher, a deeper walk with the Father. And they're stuck in, with laws and, 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 and days and, 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 and months and rituals and, and feast days, which is, is a part of our culture's Israelites. But Christ come, and they don't understand what the new birth is about. They don't understand the gifts of the Spirit. They they don't understand really the workings of, uh, and I think I understand everything because I don't either. Let me get that straight. But I do understand that there is something, uh, 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 there is power, there is dunamis, there is power in uh, 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 walking after the heart of the Father, seeking his rock or his spirit, and, and, and pulling every thought down to the obedience of Christ that the Scripture talks about. There is power, and in other words, living that chaste life, that holy life, trying to reflect the Father in your thoughts and your deeds, it is power in that. 
And I just want to talk about how the times I have been able to walk in that whenever it's been. And uh, I do apologize to many of the listeners tonight that it's not as strong as I would like it to be. I would like to tell you all that I've just come out of a 20-day fast and that, you know, I've been on my knees before the Father and, you know, you know, uh, laying before my faith, laying on my face before the Most High. I wish I could say that, but I can't say that, folks. Brother Seth, right now, to me, if you want to be very, if I, if I would be honest, Brother Seth, right now in his life, I think he's in somewhat of a valley. You know how you go up and down in your relationships with the Father? I believe I'm in a type of valley, and I'm not happy about it, okay? But I am his. I am a part of his kingdom. I am a part of Christ. I am in Christ. I have been redeemed. All things have been given to me that pertain to life and godliness. I am the head and not the tail. And these are the things that I've inherited once I received and accepted uh, to walk with the Father by way of following Christ and accepting his Holy Spirit. I believe all those things I just said with every fiber of my being. So tonight, tonight, it's very simple, Brother Seth. I just want to share uh, several things that uh, he has been through. And uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of things uh Books that have inspired me, uh, and I mean books that have really transformed my life, like Christ the Healer. We're going to talk about some people that you would consider celebrities that have come across my path and have been a blessing to me. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, networks like TVN, Daystar, how, how they have played a part in my development, as even places or, or networks like the uh, Southwest Believers Conventions or conventions uh, that have played a part in my upbringing. We'll talk about some of the things I've done in the community. Uh, I know some people think I'm not a in the community, but I, I've been in over 70 marches, and I've been I've done a lot of things in the community. Uh, I just don't think and believe in running out there for no reason, you know, just to be seen. I try to go out with a purpose. But I've got to talk to you all about some of the things I've encountered. Uh, just like I said, with these... Um, with uh, some of these uh, uh, so-called celebrities and then uh, uh, people like Noam Chomsky, who father brought across my path to really help me to understand America and how it works and, and, and ministers that, spoke, that have spoken out on racism that you, you very can find, uh, people like Jefferson Edwards uh, and uh, Harry Belafonte, who I was able to meet in Cincinnati and how it all happened in uh you got to hear that story. you got to hear about when I went to Ethiopia and, and how the Father revealed to me how the Catholic Church was uh, came thousands of years after they had got the gospel. How the gospel was in Ethiopia for uh, over hundreds of years, if not thousands of years before. I don't know the exact, but I know it's at least it was hundreds of years. That just like the Ethiopian monk, monk in the Book of Acts, when he was baptized, he... Uh, went his way back to Ethiopia and established uh, uh, one of the earliest churches in, uh, in that era uh, with regards to Christ. So uh, this this brother went back and started a church and was preaching Christ before Christ hadn't even ascended that good. I mean, he had just ascended, of course, died and rose again and left, and then there was this baptizing of this Ethiopian uh, eunuch. And I'm going pretty fast because I want to bring up Brother John since I can. So, Brother John, please be patient time to rush through this. Uh, but anyway, folks, we talk about that. Uh, talk about uh, radio station WCBG, how it have impacted my life, and the one and only sister Tracy Hunter, uh, and um, just. Um, just early on, that station with how it was just just was a no name. Very few, very few activity. And how it began to grow and start doing some things, and uh, 
I talked about Tracy Hunter and WCBG, and eventually she went to Israel, and it was a blessing. And uh, I respect her, very woman, a very serious woman of God, serious about her commitment to her people. I respect her dearly. Rub Tandy, uh, uh, John Johnson, a.k.a. John Johnson. Rub Tandy is doing his crusades in India. I have uh, the opportunity to travel with him. Uh, talk about the Cruxes. Talk about... Uh, a lot of personalities in, uh, uh, speaking of the Clarkses, that's Karen Clark, who I got a chance to meet and uh, talk to for a good while. Bug Van going to share more about that a little later on. He, uh, we end up getting like a $500 phone bill behind that whole thing. <laughs> but uh, uh, the Sphinx, uh, going to Egypt and seeing all the different things uh, in e- Egypt, how it did, what it did for me in going to Egypt and seeing our people and, and hearing that uh, the half has not been told. Um, Going to see the uh, the Dalit, the, the untouchables, the people that once upon a time, if they shadow, if they shadow touch you, you were to go wash because they're at the bottom of their society. We believe the Israelites. Lucy, the oldest skeleton remain ever there in Ethiopia. The oldest skeleton remains of a human being. Uh, talk about her later on, what they did in terms of history, how they realigned some of my thinking. Um, Talked about uh, uh, the going to when I went to India and understanding Buddha and what it means. It, it was taught one way in the church and taught another way. The brother named T.L. and another uh, powerful man named C.T.L. Austin has preached to more people since Christ. The other days, the Austin really, 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 really has influenced my life. I at one point wanted to you know, kind of mimic him a little bit. <laughs> I swear my mustache and, and the way he did uh, uh, back when I was a victim of white supremacy didn't know it. But the brother was just so powerful when the, the way he shared and won so many people to Christ. I just wanted to be like him. So it, was, it wasn't because he was white that much, but it, I still was influenced by white supremacy. But he lost one something to, 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 to behold him and his wife. And I wanted to not only be like him, but wanted to marry and have a life like him. But again, uh, swimming in white supremacy, a lot of things I didn't know about that brother and his wife. But they were they were the real deal, though. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned Candace State or not, but uh, again, a serious, serious conversation with the old... Uh, 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 R&B uh, once they call it sweetheart of uh, uh, sweetheart of soul is her title I think Candy Staten um, she had this song Run, Young Hearts Run Free and I had a serious conversation with her then I had the opportunity to fly to uh, Atlanta and meet her and her husband uh, 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 Andrew Walmack a powerful brother uh, revealed to me about grace versus truth He, out of everybody on this list he probably was the most influential in my development Andrew Walmack wanted to father did through him and teach him about grace versus the law. Powerful, powerful, powerful. These things are coming up. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and switch gears and bring on Brother John Clark. I just want to wet your tongue a little bit and let you know what is coming. Those things is what's coming up. Uh, I'm now, I probably won't go get a chance to talk about everything. I probably won't get a chance to talk about all of those, but just know eventually you're going to hear uh, those kinds of stories. And, and I promise you, folks, you will not to get some of the things I will share. I mean to tell you, it's serious. It is so serious. Anyway, have to take a breath after that one. <laughs> All right, folks. Brother John Clark, Brother John has done a wonderful job, haven't he? I mean, all jokes aside, haven't he? 
done a wonderful job, very mild spirit, uh, very patient, very witty, uh, very funny. I really appreciate this, brother. I don't think you really know how much I really appreciate his gift and uh, his unbiased approach to this show. Anyway, going on with the board, text your brother John Clark, are you there? I'm here. What's good, brother Seth? Uh, you got it, my brother. How are you doing today? And say hello to the people. You got the show. The show is in your hand. And just let me know when you want me to start my 10-minute timer and do my thing for 10 minutes. And then, of course, you guys can ask questions and uh, and so forth. I um, ask questions or make comments to, the, to the, what I'll be sharing in those 10 minutes. And then we'll go to another 10 minutes. I didn't get a chance to tell the people that. But go ahead and, and I explain that. And just any other thing you want to say, the show is in your hand. All right. Hi. Welcome, everybody, to Five Smooth Stones Network again. This is Brother Jay. Um, just wanted to say that this show is a little different from a standpoint of uh, Brother Seth, from time to time, will try and put together something, set it on the table that's either a current event or something that's going to pique one's interest. And we've been chit-chatting with you all forever in the day. Seth, been, how long have you been doing this, Brother Seth, since 2012? 2011, 2011. 2011. Yeah, and so the objective is that we wanted to give you a cameo appearance of of sorts to let you know exactly who it is you're talking to. (laughs) It's like you hear the voices and um, we have our spirited discussions at times, but you oftentimes don't really know exactly who it is. Uh, you're speaking with or what their background might be, if there's any similarities, yep. any differences. And uh, we'd like to just take a moment to let you see exactly who it is that we are by going through uh, some greater detail about things that have taken place with us um, over the years. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute since I met Brother Seth back at Oral Roberts University, and I can still remember those days uh, really, really nice when we knew Brother Seth was going to be coming through. And we'd be up at late. Gosh, we we were in we were in Seth's class, so to speak. Then we were our own classes. <laughs> we didn't we didn't we didn't mind missing class. Uh, and and the reason being is just that we were discussing something that had a degree of relevance uh, to us more so than we ever realized. And as time went on, I can remember um, being detached to some degree. Uh, because everybody went their separate ways. But in the back of my mind, I used to always think, like, you know, what about these Hebrew Israelites? Uh, You know, there was very – the scriptures were not as um, available back then. Um, It seems as though that there has been a litany of scriptures that have come out uh, since that time. There's just very few scriptures that really opened up um, who it is that we were. And again, some of you oh, don't even know that that's who we are, and that's fine. Um, we've had many a discussion about the fact that your salvation is way, way greater revelation uh, than who the Hebrew Israelites are, or that you may very well be them. Uh, that relationship with uh, the Father by way of the Mashiach uh, or Jesus Christ, as some of you all call him. Uh, way more important. I, I would never. There's not a comparison. However, there's a greater revelation and things to be understood when you're able to take a key, put it into a lock, and open up uh, revelations. But 
enough of that for now. We can get into that a little bit later. Brother Seth, do we, uh, who all else do we have? Uh, okay, Pastor, yeah, Pastor Chris is on, on, on deck as well as Brother Dan, so they're in the house. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Pastor Chris, uh, Brother Dan, what's going on? You guys good? Okay, Fine. Good, good to talk yet. to you, Brother John. I'm likewise, doing good, likewise. Brother John. Likewise, Pastor Chris. Uh, let's go ahead. Normally we go straight to Pastor Chris. Let's just go ahead and jump over to Brother Dan. Brother Dan, um, again, the uh, actually, Seth, did you want to go ahead and open it up with your cameo yeah, appearance of sources? Ahead. I think since we've been even around with us for a while, we'll probably just go get into it because, uh, I mean, I, can, uh, I tell you what, why don't we give him about a minute to just introduce himself and Brother Dan we might want to mention quickly his track ministry and Brother Chris, you, you, the church and everything. Go ahead, Brother, and take a minute. Brother, why don't you go first, please? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Brother Chris, okay, was you, you talking to me? Hold on a second. Brother Dan, go ahead and go full. Go go and give your uh, intro, if you don't mind. Okay. I'm Brother Dan. I'm, I'm one of the uh, guest hosts on this show. I write gospel tracks that have been used in the uh, um, U.S. and in that international countries. Um, it, if you're interested, um, go to Gospel Tracks Wild. That's T-R-A-C-T-S Wild, W-O-W, dot com. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Pastor. Um, I'm Reverend Alcee Chris Jr., Senior Pastor at Alethea Temple Church. I'm also an author of a book called A Walk Through the Valley, The Prevalence of People of African Descent in the Bible, Try to Be a Community-Oriented um, Ministry. And y'all have to forgive me. I'm listening. I'm on the road, so I'm, I'm kind of muting out just to make sure you guys don't hear all this road noise, but I'm, I'm just... It's a pleasure to be here. Well, appreciate that, Brother John. Back in your hand. Excellent. Um, you know what? It'd be I, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and start out uh, again just explaining uh, who it is that I am, and then we can chime in as necessary, um, and we'll just work our way around the funny thing is is that I was just telling Seth last week I think it was uh, that the out of everyone that's uh, on the show pretty consistently that I'm probably the one voice that uh, was that had a inroad so to speak to the hip hop heads and the reason being is because <laughs> Back when I was in uh, high school, uh, I got into breakdancing. And what's funny is that it's important that I explain that prior to high school, man, what a horrific life I felt like I lived. It's like um, I never was, uh, I was impressed with how impoverished we were. (laughs) I I was absolutely impressed. I can still remember listening to the news one day. And the news was saying that a family of four who makes this amount of money was below the poverty line. And I'm thinking, like, we're holding six. We're holding six of those, and we definitely below that below that line. Um, and I, the, 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 
the one thing that I can have to say that I enjoyed was what Break Manson did at the time. Um, the what I did normally to alleviate myself from poverty is I, I was a thief and an exceptional thief at that. Um, and I literally, what, what's funny is that I had the audacity to be a brother thief John, with morals. Yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, brother. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but I can't hear you, and, I, and everybody else can. So let's do this. Can you hold just one second? I want to. I want to. I want to mute your line. I need to. So let's do this. Let's push the brother Dan and have him to talk about how he first met me, and I'm gonna work with you just real quick on your line. Can you hold? Okay, can you do that fine. for me? Okay. But yeah, then we'll go ahead and just tell everybody this was my first roommate, everybody. This was my first roommate. That's one reason Brother Dan is on the show, because he has influenced me greatly. And I just want y'all him to talk about a little bit about how I was when he first um, when I first came as my first roommate straight out of high school. Um uh anyway, we'll be right back. Go ahead, Brother Dan. Yes, um I, um I, I the church that I came to where I met Seth, um I will. Uh, I met Seth and his um, newest mother, and we we both sang in the choir, and um, <clears throat> and through during that time, uh, uh, you know, um, you know, like when you're among church members and stuff, and you're around them for a period of time. It's been it was years. Uh, I sung in the choir with his mother, with his um, sister, and uh, uh, and uh, his, his brother played the drums. So uh, I knew I, I met Seth um, through there by knowing his family, and it's it was really a, uh, uh, I've known his family for years and stuff, and um, it, so that's how I met Seth. Uh, Seth was uh, uh, going to, going to church and stuff just like it, with his family. So um, we have met and um, got to know, you know, I got to know each other after years and years of uh, going to church together. And um, so um, um, the, the um, family, um, you know, the mother loved God, the father um, loved God, and uh, um, we just had a, we just had a, a Many years of experience together. Um, Seth was one, was a we was roommates, and he came. Uh, he came in. Brother Dan, brother Dan, uh, uh, John, we got his line straight now. Go ahead and finish what you're saying. I want to cut you off. I want you to finish what you're saying, but wrap up in about a couple of minutes. And uh, if you don't mind, sorry about the, the the interruption there, but we just just to get back on flow the way we had it. So go ahead and what you're saying. I probably missed some things, but go ahead and and, and finish up. Okay. Um, well, I, um, Seth and I was roommates and stuff, and we we um, he stayed in my stayed in my apartment, and we even got um, to know each other more at that time, and uh, um, so um, it was a, a interesting experience, and uh, we got to know each other. Yeah, yeah. Right. Dan was Dan when I first and, and Brother John. I, I think I'll just just start the ten minutes just for time's sake. Brother Dan sure. uh, was. Uh, I believe that Brother Dan, the father, after high school, I was very very serious with the father. I can I can say that I was more serious with the father probably then than I ever have been. I know that's a shame, but I'm just being honest. You know, and I think what it was is, I hate to say it, but I was young, young and dumb. I didn't know a whole lot. 
too much is given, much is required when you don't know a lot. It's really easier to walk with the Father, I think, when you see the world for what it is and all the corruption and all what the government is doing and the racism and all that. I don't think I knew all that coming out of high school. So I prayed and was always praying, and I would read my Bible, and, you know, I tried to fast a little. And the Father, if, here's the first thing I'm going to say tonight that the Father did for sure. He led me to a, this gentleman, Brother Dan. Brother Dan was like a mentor, like a big brother to me. And one of the first things, if he didn't already say this, one of the first things Pastor Chris and Brother, uh, Brother John, he laid, he laid out to me in callers listening. One thing he laid out to me is you can't have no women up in here, man. He let me know that. He said, I live a holy life. I'm trying to live right. And I know I'm not saying you're going to do it, but that's one thing I don't require, I mean, I don't allow is women here, if they do come, they can come in the living room, but they're never allowed in your bedroom. <laughs> I mean, uh, it really was, it really ain't funny, but it is funny because Dan was serious. He was just as serious as I was with the father. Dan wanted to live this life, and I, he's one of those brothers. I never went in his room and was spying on him and nothing like that, but I can say this with all my heart, with, 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 with every degree of accuracy. Dan Wallace is a straight man. He loves women. Uh, he lives this life. He's tempted like a lot of men are. But that brother contained himself. He was respectful for women. I've never seen nobody in his bedroom, and I've seen all kinds of women that would come over. Not a lot of different kinds of women, but he would have guests from time to time. He always was a gentleman. I always would catch him reading his Bible, and you'd say, Dan, he'll kind of look up because he was really into the scriptures. He had all kind of notes and stuff he took. And here's a big thing. Just I know it's about me tonight, but I just got to share this because Dan is a part of my early development. This brother right here, I don't know if he'll blah me saying this. This kind of, you know, I will see. <laughs> but Dan is a giver. I ain't going to mention no numbers, but you will be amazed to know how much this brother sold. I know back then he was a giver. I remember last I checked he was a And I don't mean no 5 and $10 giver, folks. We're talking about some serious money this brother was so into networks no matter who the networks were for privacy's sake but this brother right here lived the life he spoke about so what happened was was it any wonder that when i lived with him and i'm going to set my timer now because i'm going to go no more than 10 minutes because all of this folks while i don't know what i'm going to say next i do have it i'm going to put myself on a timer 10 minutes and then the brothers is going to respond with questions or so forth and call us remember if you want to respond uh, uh, with a question or a comment you can't press one come on the phone line and say whatever you want to say really it could be a question or a comment or you can just say hi not a problem but anyway uh, brother Dan was a great great roommate I don't know what to say to those people that's trying to make it out here in this world you don't have a Dan Wallace as your first roommate or as a roommate or as a friend uh, he um uh, had challenges in his own life, and I saw how he dealt with that. Um, so we'll start off the show tonight by sharing something that happened while I was at Dan Wallace's place. Two things happened. One of them was I was called to preach, and another thing was actually I was called to preach as a child. I had three different ministers to come to Prefet Temple and lay hands on me and say, this young man is going to declare God's word. Okay, that was a long time ago, and I hated it. I didn't hate those preachers that did that prayer, but I hated that assignment. I did not want to preach. That was the most scariest position, brothers and sisters. And the timer is going uh, here. 
That was one of the most scariest positions. That was one of the most... See, this is the thing about ministry I don't like, and I still to this day don't like it. When you don't teach the people, that's not like a truck driver or a doctor or something. Well, kind of like a doctor, but your soul, their blood is going to be on your hands. And sometimes ministers, if they if they don't get enough rest, let's say they don't eat right, or and they're tired, which means they don't have time for the word, you're compromising the word. You're compromising being able to share the word, being able to teach the word. And what happens is that puts you in trouble with the most high. So I don't want no part of the ministry. Do anybody ever think Brother said just call himself and all that? Please. There's so many things. I mean, today I'm I'm glad. Sometimes I am. Sometimes I don't want it today. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I'm a Jonah. Sometimes I don't want to preach the word. Sometimes you have a good businessman, do my money, go home, and that's it. I don't worry about no people, what they're thinking, or what they, whether or not they're getting it. Because saints, saints are some difficult people to deal with at times, especially our people. I'm just being honest. And so sometimes I don't want to do the work. Sometimes I don't want to do the work. There goes my first weakness. There goes my first sin. Sometimes I don't want to obey God. Sometimes it's too much to try to teach people. Sometimes I don't like what they pay you for all of the work you put into getting the word and learn the word. Then you go share it with them. They treat you like you don't know what you're talking about. You got to jump over all these hoops. And some white guy come along and tell them the same thing, and they think it's a great thing to slice bread, especially when you're going through with your family. So sometimes I don't want to be a preacher. So for this reason, a lot of times I've had this, like, uh, withdrawn, like when I was at Holy Tabernacle Church of God in Christ, I didn't want to wear ties. I didn't want to sit in the pulpit. I was called. I didn't really. Uh, you can't get no more calling on. I was called first by the by, by the ministry, those ministry, but then the Father called me personally when I was at dance place. So back to that really quickly. Um, I was in a... The Lord called me when I was uh, seeking Him like I do, like I was doing, seeking, reading the Word. It always helps when you're reading the Word and in prayer and in fasting if you can because you're more sensitive to the Spirit. So I remember being in His living room, and I remember it's happening. Um, I had a, I'm trying to tell the short version here because I want to cover as much as I can. But, folks, in a nutshell, uh, I had just helped the lady run for office because my, 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 uh, my calling, well, my, my, um, I was going to school to be an accountant, and I was real good in accounting. And my 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 uh, minor was political science. So I was sitting on the school board at, at literally 19 years old. I was sitting on the school, uh, I, I I did sit on the board. I was a uh, I was a uh, yeah I did to be honest. Which I was uh, in part city of a, a Fort Worth employment uh, board. I sit on it, and I, and I did that at 19 again. I gave my life to the Lord on graduation day. June 4, 1979, and I turned my life around completely. I started getting interested in policy, started going to the city meetings down there on Brockmore, I was there every day just like the mayor was. I met a, uh, um, um, I ran for an office even, uh, alternative, uh, y'all bear with me, going too fast, really. Um, I ran for an office, and I remember Dr. Mike Moncrief, I was the first person at this meeting for the, uh, what is the name of that board? I ran. For, I was even in the paper. And so when I got to this meeting, they'll come to me. Uh, the per- first person that was there was Mike Monk. So I'm just trying to show you how a knucklehead boy at Poly High School turned his life around when I got saved in, on June 4, 1979. On graduation night, uh, literally, my life changed. Uh, 
So, make the long story short, I was calling Dan's place, and then something major happened before my time went out here. I read a book called Christ the Healer. Many of you saw it in the slideshow, Christ the Healer. Now, Pastor Chris and uh, Brother John and Brother Dan, I want you all to check this out and let me know what you think when, when my time is up here. Christ the Healer is by a book, uh, it's a book by a gentleman by the name of F.F. Boswell. Now, I know I'm jumping around. Y'all just bear with me because, again, I'm trying to, uh, if you want this in slow motion, you need to Google Five Smooth Stone Block Talk Radio Seth testimony, and that's when I go through stuff slow, but I'm trying to cover and show people how the Father was working as I was pursuing him. He was saying and speaking to me, so this is a different kind of show, so I'm just going to talk about stuff the Lord said, stuff the Lord did, the Holy Spirit, how he led me here and there. Okay, so I just showed tell you about how I was called to ministry in the living room at Dan Wallace's place after seeking the Father, and um, um, and I'll go, I can't go into more details than that. Okay, folks. Uh, but Christ the Healer is a more powerful testimony. Uh, I was reading a book called Christ the Healer. F.F. Bosworth is probably, outside of the Bible, some people say it's the, it's the most accurate book about healing and how the Father wants us healed and, and um, how he wants us all healed from these diseases. And one of the chapters that got me, I had stepped on a nail. And my feet were swollen. May God strike me dead if I'm lying to y'all. Listen to me very carefully. Here goes the second time the Father spoke, I think, to me on this, uh, and this, as we talk tonight. My feet were swollen. So much so, I don't know if Dan, if you remember when I had stepped on the nail, I was kind of hopping around. I know you remember when, I, when you came home and I told you how I, how I got healed. But anyway, I was reading Christ the Healer, Christ the Healer, F.F. Ballsworth. Please listen to it. It's also on audio on YouTube. And there was a chapter that said this, brothers and sisters. And Christ heal them all. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't let that go. I couldn't let that go because I knew in that crowd somebody wasn't living right. I knew in that crowd somebody wasn't seeking like they supposed to. I knew in that crowd there had to be somebody that that was lusting. Somebody in that crowd had to be treating their wife right. Wasn't good to their wife. Somebody in the crowd was a liar. Somebody in the crowd was a thief. And the Bible says, "And Christ heal them all." There I was with this swollen feet, still can see it. This book in my hand, and I laid hands on that swollen feet. And I remembered that book just had me believing that surely He was. He wants to heal me. He want to heal me. He want no 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 no. He want to heal me. <laughs> no, he wants to heal me now. That's what the book Christ the Healer did for me. Lay my hands, and I laid my hands on that on where it was swollen, the bottom of my feet, and I remember praying. Now, what happened next? I don't expect you to believe it. Don't believe it. It's okay, but it happened. I don't know how. There are all these things I'm going to say tonight. I don't know how. But I know one thing. When I lay hands on my feet, just like a balloon, when you, when you kind of let the air out, my feet went down. It just went down, just flat. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. Now, somebody said, well, you must have didn't believe if you were shocked. I don't know what to say. I don't have to tell y'all. All I know is when I stood up, there was no pain. 
and that started an uh, avalanche of me praying for everybody I know. And after a while, if uh, 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 Kathy Davis and Jerry Davis was around, if my neighbors was around, Dan is another witness, I was praying for folks left and right because I figured it's true. He healed them all. That changed me. Up until that moment, everybody I know prayed, like my mother. She prayed. Other people, they prayed. But not Seth. Other people cast out devils. Not Seth. I just was in the back and like, yeah, Lord, do it, do it, do it. I was that person, you know, pouring my hands in the back of the church. But after that, it was on. Because I recognized Christ wants to heal me. The Father wants to heal me. So that was a powerful thing that happened to me. Switching gears. Um, because we're going to talk about the early years. Uh, again, this is while living with Dan Wallace and his wife, Pace, uh, be around people that fear the most. High. Had I been with some other person that allowed me to live in any kind of way or didn't have rules, probably I would, my conscience would have condemned me. I probably wouldn't want to have did that. Probably would have never came across that book. So anyway, another thing happened, and I'll share this really quickly. There was a young lady across the way who I was interested in. Okay can't say her name for out of respect, but she had three girls. And lots of you have heard me tell a story before, but I've said, just bear with me if you've heard it before. Some of y'all have heard it when you just listen to the show. But again, all this happened in the apartment complex where Dan lived. That's why I'm sharing this, because it's the early years. Um, she had three girls, and uh, when I would go visit her, there was this one girl that would talk to this imaginary friend. The imaginary friend, I will share her name. The imaginary friend name was Satima. Satima. Okay. They had these little girls had a cousin named Sabrina. Their names was a Sabrina. They had a cousin named Sabrina. And when Sabrina would come over, she had introduced them to a play friend of hers named Satima. Satima. Oh, there's a ten minute. Okay, hold on, folks. That's the ten minutes. So let me just wrap up really quickly. Y'all gotta y'all gotta hear this. I'm gonna have to try to wrap this up as fast as I can. So I didn't like how the cousins would talk about this Satima, this playfriend they had, this imaginary friend, because the one girl would talk like she's in a room. I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. It was something about it. I just didn't like it. And I took talk to this girl. I said, so and so. I'm going to make up, make up a name. Her name was Linda. I'll make up that name. I said, Linda, I don't like the way your daughter is just talking to this imaginary friend. She said, well, Seth, haven't you ever had an imaginary friend? I said, yeah, I, I, I have. I've heard of it. But not the way this one of your daughters is talking to them. All of them talk to it. But this one daughter, I didn't like the way she talked to them. It's like, come let's play. Come on. It's just, uh-uh. So she said, let's go walk. Let's talk about it. She didn't want the girls to hear so we went walking. So while we're walking, I said, listen, I know my imaginary friends, I understand people fantasize, but I'm telling you something is wrong. So we talked, and this girl just did not, would not hear me. Finally, she said, okay, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them to stop it. I'm going to tell the friends I got to go. I'm, I'm going I'm to tell them. Finally, she agreed with me because I thought talking about evil spirits and all that stuff. So when we got home, making, I'm making this long story short. So, again, for time's sake, because my time is up. When we knocked on the door, the girls came to the door, and the one girl says to us, Mama, Mama, Fatima says she's got to go. She says she's got to go, and she can't come back. (laughs) 
I, I'm gonna stop it right there. I'm gonna stop right there. But I, all I did was grab those girls' hands. They, they mama started freaking out. Like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. You know, let's all come home. Let's all come home. Let's pray. And then when we prayed, I bind the spirit. And of course, the one girl, I was holding her hand, and she it was just a resistance. So she was trying to pull her hand out. Why was the little girl trying to pull her hand out of mine, folks? Why? To those of y'all that don't believe in evil spirits. So anyway. That's my 10 minutes, and Brother John is back in your hands as far as a rebuttal or question. Whatever phone lines, are we watching the phone lines? Anybody with questions or comments, please press one. Go ahead. Brother John, you there? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm on. sorry. I had it on mute. I had it on mute because I didn't want okay. to. Okay. To, uh, okay, go ahead uh, and see if there's any questions or comments. And if you're in the chat room, you have any questions or comments, so press question marks before and after your question. We'll try to get to you. Go ahead, Brother John. Yeah, again, I apologize for that. Uh, I'll just open it up to the floor, uh, Pastor Chris. Brother Dan, uh, if there's any uh, questions, uh, thoughts, or considerations that you wanted to um, to extend as it pertains to what we just heard, uh, pretty profound stuff right there, but I'll open it up to the floor if you have any questions or comments. Um, I think Brother Set won't mind me saying this, but one of the things that Brother Set was proud of that uh, he was he talked to the Clark sisters, and I know because he ran my phone bill up, and we used to have a <laughs> lot of long-distance calls. So for real, he talked to the Clark sisters at their prime which was four sisters, the, the daughters of Maddie Moss. And he would call and talk to them. He was very proud of it. And, you know, it's something to be proud of because you're talking to one, they was one of the top gospel singers. So he had something very proud of, but that phone bill was something else. <laughs> well, Dan, um, Okay. Let me just say this. At the time, I didn't, I didn't know that they was going to be what they are today, and so I don't know if I was as proud as as, I, as we look at it today. But, yeah, I, there was a relationship. I was trying to get a hold of their mother, who was, uh, at the time, my mother and I was kind of like, I'm not going to use the word beefing, but my mother and I was disconnected. And I heard that Maddie Moss Clark was really good with young people. And so Dan is right. Um and thank you for reminding me of that because I probably would have forgot that. But uh, uh, what happened was I was trying to get a hold of, of their mother and I just offer her, ask her advice about what do you think about this, what do you think about that, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way, you know, I'm feeling like I'm alone, you know, just, you know, looking for a mother kind of figure. Again, my mother and I was not able to talk at that particular time. And I never did get a chance to talk to her. I would call uh, uh, the phone line and then we'd get uh, uh these with these girls, and I didn't know them at the time. Didn't know none of them, so I probably talked to all of them. Twinkie, all of them would answer. Dorinda, just different ones would answer the phone and say, "Who is this?" You know, it's kind of like my sister's really kind of mouthy and kind of not ghetto, but just 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 loud. You know, who is this? Why are you on? You know, and then I would say, "Well, I want to speak with Miss Maddie Moss Clark." He said, "Well, she's not here right now." And they always would say, I found that lady, she really was there. They just, She just don't talk to people because she was like a celebrity. But then the one person that was my age was Karen Clark, and that's how I got to talk with her so much. And like Dan said, we talk every you know, every night or whatever have you, just, just calling. And then they had a music center. They had a, like a music a school. And what I would do is I would call there. So I would call there all the time, all the time. 
you know, just just again, young people just talking, nothing really serious. And then uh, when when I finally did go to Memphis, David Johnson is a friend of mine, and we drove up to Memphis because uh, Karen was saying. Uh, they, they're going to be in Memphis or something. I was saying I want to go to uh, Church of God in Christ Convocation. So I ended up going up there, and I met her. There's a local guy. His name is Douglas Miller. Back then, these names were small. Now, I know y'all tripping Douglas Miller, but he wasn't a Douglas Miller. Y'all think he was a no-name person. He, and he was playing the organ. Back when they, when Karen Clark first sung Endow Me, he was the organist for that pro, uh, that choir rehearsal over at a place called Mason Temple. And so that's why I told her I would meet her at, at that choir rehearsal. And so I walked up to Doug and I said, listen, I don't even know who, this, who, who these people are. I said, but I need you to point out Karen Clark after he finishes rehearsal course. And so he called that, and that's when I met all of them. And they loud talked to me. Oh, you the guys calling the music center, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, uh, uh, what do they call it? The uh, the, mu- the 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 music company that they had. Okay. So anyway, the school they had. Um, but anyway, yeah, that is true. And so then I appreciate that. Now let me ask you this, Dan. What do you think about the the things I shared about uh the daughter, the lady, and the three daughters? Well, I just I just um, feel like you recognize that something that the mother didn't see or notice they're kind of like um she kind of overlooked it and in those cases you need somebody spiritual minded or someone who knows about the um the um demonic powers and it's good you addressed that with her and exposed it and that she was able to um get um get set free but um if you don't understand those things you can't help other people well, it happened. It happened. I try to tell people because, you know, folks be thinking, you know, all oh, this stuff ain't real. Y'all, you know, y'all too super spiritual. And I have a, a bunch of brothers and sisters over the time. Again, when I was young, we're talking about, we're uh, going to do this and we got, uh, really quickly because I went from Pastor Chris and Brother John. I've had a lot of my Baptist brothers and sisters that went to school with me and college with me that would always trivialize demons and spiritual warfare and all of this. And so when I, sh- I share these stories, and we're going to talk about stories like this tonight, folks, uh, it may not be demons, it may just be a word. I'm going to talk about this tonight because, again, people are trivializing the true Ruach, the true spirit of the Most High, his realness, how he can lead and guide you in and out of trouble. Uh, uh I don't really know um, all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I'm just letting y'all know this happened to me. Explain it. If you don't think what I think it is, if you think I got it wrong, what was that? Explain that. What was that all about? So uh, let's just switch gears. I think Brother John is, is, is back in your hands, and uh, and you, uh, Brother Chris, let me know if you need me to go another 10 minutes. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, go ahead and get Pastor Chris on and um, have him jump in. Well, you know what? I guess we'll leave that up to his discretion, considering that he said he was on the road. Uh, Pastor Chris, are you able to speak, or how are things? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm able to speak. Okay. Yeah, I'm able to speak. Yeah. But let me ask you, uh, uh, what, what uh, should are we talking about our own personal history, or what? What's, what's the exact topic? Well, yeah, I guess you listen to the audio. I guess you listen to the audio I sent, but that's okay. I know you're a busy man. Well, oh, I, listen, I, listen, I listen to it. 
Yeah, well, what I'm doing, I'm just sharing again. Again, inspirational, inspirational, powerful events in the life of Brother Seth. I'm just talking about, we're going to do four, four, four episodes, four, uh, four deliveries, uh, okay? And I'm just sharing, and I'll just share it the first ten minutes, and I'm going to do it three more times. And okay, I was okay, doing with, um, yeah, uh, we'll be in, it'll be in these orders. Uh, early years, and then we're going to talk about before, uh, the before five smooth stones and then after five smooth stones. And uh, that's what's happening. So what do you think of what you heard, Pastor Chris? Again, folks, it's so much to cover. I'd probably have to do three of these shows because I didn't get that much in in that first ten minutes. So go ahead. Well, uh, well, I met Seth through his father. Um, Amos Howard used to come we used to, uh, when we had the Afrocentric study group, and I had met Amos, um, and he he would come every week, and he invited Seth, and then Seth brought El Yeshua and then John in, so that's how I met everybody. Um, you know, we used to have some, I guess, real serious discussions about stuff, no um, doubt. and it was nice. It was nice because. We could disagree without becoming disagreeable. You know, we didn't agree on everything, but it was nice to have brothers and sisters to be able to sit down and talk about certain topics. And so uh, that's how I met Seth and John and Elias through that uh, study group we used to have. And so uh, I will say, and I, I don't want you to get mad, Seth, but I'm going to say this. Uh-oh. It's not nothing bad, but I'm sure the people who are listening to the radio know that you can talk. That's what I picked up when we used to have the study group. <laughs> Brother Seth's Brother Seth got a mouthful. He will. He has a lot to say. <laughs> you know what? It's funny you say that. My wife and I were talking. It's funny you should say that. Of all the things you could have said tonight, my wife and I were just talking about that earlier, and I was telling her. The Bible says much is given, much is required. And with there being such a uh, 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 harvest of famine, famine, people just don't believe. They just don't know. They don't trust the Most High. They just don't believe, man. It, I don't know what to say. It's like people in the, in the church just do not expect the miraculous no more. So tonight, you're right, I can't talk. And I think the Father has something to say because a lot of this talking is just, idle talking, and I'll tell my wife, there's some people that talk about the problem, and they, you know, and like this one co-worker I have, I'm not going to call her names out of tonight, but for real, for real, she just spit out nothing but death and destruction, she cursed people all day long, I'm not talking about MF the word, I'm talking about cursing people's future, people dumb, stupid, everybody's below her, so I just tried my brother to uplift our people, we are in trouble, Pastor Chris, we're in trouble, for sure, for sure. No, we're definitely in trouble, and and you know, but I really I appreciate the fact that you do this show every week and certain topics that need to be discussed. And so, you know, I, I just consider it a blessing that I'm invited to be on the show every week. Maybe not after I talked about you talking, but I appreciate the fact <laughs> that you allowed me the opportunity to have input and have good discussions. Well, again, uh, I appreciate what you do in the community. That's the only reason why I invite you because.
because I know you love our people. Uh, Brother John, any comments on what, I, what I've said in the last few minutes? Then I'm going to share another, sh- uh, sh- try to go through this list of events. Uh, we have other churches. I want to talk about COC. I want to talk about Calvary. I want to talk about just a lot of things. Uh, I'm telling you all, we got a long list. It's probably about four shows, to be very honest with you all. So get used to this format. It's going to be, it's going to happen a lot in the next three or four weeks. Well, go ahead, Brother John. Well, yeah, the, I guess uh, as I explained to persons before, coming from Oral Roberts University, there's no shortage of <clears throat> persons who speak about uh, the miraculous, as it were. Uh, with all due respect to that school, my alma mater, sometimes, truthfully, sometimes uh, it's a hook, uh, so to speak. And um, I noticed that when I got older that uh, there were several preachers that had fallen off whom, in my opinion, uh, said one thing when I was a student there and then said something absolutely contrary to this uh, given spiritual thing that had taken place. Uh, And I stood amazed at it. And I'm thinking to myself, did you not know you had a church full of people there when when you made this statement? So I know that there are persons out there whom um, have reason to make up uh, stories for a particular reason. That's the reason why I roll with Brother Seth, because there is no reason for him to make this stuff up. Um, Seth does not get paid additional money. Seth does not get additional time on his show. (laughs) It's his show. (laughs) He doesn't. the, The trappings that persons would expect as a result of being some powerful man or woman of God or whatever the case may be. Seth doesn't get those things. And so I'm like, um, I, Seth was a friend of me and my squad back when we were at ORU and I had no reason to doubt the veracity of what he was explaining when he explained it. It it wasn't like a one-up type of situation. It was just casual conversation and that's what I needed to be. Um, just this is how this happened this one given time, so on and so forth. It, it, you you kind of get to know a person from being around a person. And um, I was around Seth long enough to know that. These are just uh, the words of a man who really is trying to reach out and touch people. So, yeah, that's the way I see that. And, again, it's not to be placed amongst a lot of a lot of other persons. I'm like, if you have a camera in your face and now you're telling me this given story, it's not to say it's not true. It's just that I'm not particularly trusting of you because you have a reason <laughs> to say something other than the truth. And so, yeah, that's, that's uh, th- some of these stories I've heard before, some of them I have not, and I've been talking to Seth forever, so I'm just kind of surprised at some of the uh, things that he had stated uh, even just now. I hadn't I didn't realize that uh, situation about his foot uh, that he explained, and he's told me a many a story. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty much my uh, input. Where I I look at a situation, uh, I praise God for it, but I look at that individual as well. Well, I appreciate that, brother, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm just. Again, uh, folks, tonight, again, we're talking about inspirational events in the life of Seth Turner, myself, uh, who started this whole five-smooth-stone um, uh, 
engine uh, network sometime back in 2011, and tonight I'll be sharing, just being a little vulnerable, talking about some challenges, some things I've overcome, some things I haven't overcome. Like I said in the onset, uh, I think I'm in a valley right now. I'm not being, I'm not really happy where where I'm at. I have some 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 un, some unresolved issues. Uh, I have some rebellion in my life. Yes, it's the truth. And I promise you, we all be honest. We all, we're not talking about we are us all. We're talking about Brother Seth tonight. And I just want y'all to know this. Y'all keep me in your prayer very serious. I'm very, very serious because I know the Father is real and I know his power. And I've seen it. It's kind of like um, once you experience something, you know that it's a better walk. I know about God's power. I know. I don't have to. I don't think it. I don't. Well, I don't know about no evil spirits. Ho, ho, ho. They lose rank with me. I may listen to them talk about Kemet or Africa or this, that, and the other. I'm not thinking on Egyptologists, but a lot of those brothers and sisters, they don't believe in the spiritual world, the spiritual realm like that. And I'm not thinking them because at least they have a consciousness of them about themselves, about who we are as a people. But that's just not enough. It is something you need, though. You definitely, definitely need it. Like you need your last name. You need to know what you've done as a people or, uh, or what dark-skinned people have done. And it's only because we're swimming. We're swimming. We're swimming in the lake of white supremacy, and so you have to know those things. So that's why I don't discount those brothers. But there is a spiritual realm that supersedes all of that. Let's start the timer. Ten-minute timer, because I promise I'm going to try to stick with ten minutes. So, again, Brother Chris, Brother Dan, Brother John, if y'all get any comments or something while I'm talking this ten minutes, write them down there when I get done. Just let me know what you think of what I've said, please. I want to know y'all's feedback on these different things I've experienced, okay? Um, uh, uh, Brother Dan brought up the Clark system. I just want to say this really quickly about, because uh, you probably, somebody will wonder, why are you talking about that? That didn't, that didn't inspire you. It did inspire me. I'm going to tell you how it inspired me, because I remember when I would talk to my friend, Karen Clark, I used to say this to her. I used to always say things like, uh, what goals do you have? Because uh, remember, I ain't trying to talk to her. And to be very honest, with you no disrespect to her, I'm just telling the truth tonight, okay? Can I be honest? I didn't really, I wasn't really attracted to her because she was a little bit too heavy, just to be very honest. I know this probably make y'all laugh, but it's the truth. She really was. And so uh, I just, it was more of a friendship. It really was. And I remember telling her about goals, carrying you need goals. Now, keep in mind, <laughs> they're going around singing, but she didn't know really what she wanted to do. She just said, I just want to sing. I just want to sing. I said, yeah, but, but you got to have goals. You gotta, I know it's funny to, looking at today. <laughs> But I did say it's the truth. And uh, I said, you have to have long-term goals. You have to have short-term goals. What are your short-term goals? And all she would say, this, I remember this. She, I remember saying these words. This is why I'm talking about, that's why uh, I'm talking about this. She said, all I want to have is showmanship. That was the first person I ever heard, heard use the word showmanship. And y'all know what showmanship means, to be able to just perform on the spot and do a good job and just be able to throw down at the drop of a hat. And that's exactly what she accomplished. But I think the father used that situation of them, those girls, and Natty Moss over there on Sorrento Drive up in Detroit to inspire me because, you know, it's like I knew just a few little things that maybe she didn't know. And just to see that girl excel and that family excel. Of course, I know she's uh, uh, Karen. Uh, she's uh Anyway, so much for that. It's just good to see them doing what they're doing and, and knowing that she
he was just like I was, unsure where we was going, goals and all that, just his friends, okay? I had lots of little friends like that along the way. I'll mention some of my guys, some of my girls. There, there goes one, okay? And uh, I think what else I was going to say about that. Um, I did go see something while I was in Memphis. I know y'all expect, I don't expect y'all to believe what I'm about to say. I'm going to tell you anyway, just believe it or not. I, when I did go to Memphis, I didn't have transportation. And David Johnson, you remember David Johnson, Dan? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, David had a vehicle and I didn't. And those girls were very mobile. And so I was trying to, uh, you know, see her after after that initial meeting over at Mason Temple. But I couldn't get to where she was going because I didn't have a car. And Dan, David was bent on doing something completely different. Make the long story short, her mother was going to be down the street with a gentleman by the name of a, a Reverend Whitehead, a clean Whitehead, something like that. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Those you units Kojic. And, I mean, everybody wanted to hear him. And he was going to be with uh, a lady by the name of Bernard Cash Williams. Now, here's what, again, talking about the gifts of spirit. My life, inspirational moments. Here we go. Maybe the father said to it, I wasn't supposed to be trying to uh, uh, be around no Karen Clark because watch what's about to happen. So I go to this event, and I see something. Dan knows about this. It's called the gifts of the spirit, and I think John knows about it, and I think Pastor Chris knows about it. Gifts of the spirit. Watch this. Folks, I kid you not this happened. You go figure out whether that is true. I saw with my own eyes. You have to figure out where you're going to place this at in the compartments that some of y'all have this stuff in. This lady named Bernadette Cashway, Bernadette Cashway was an evangelist from California who had got saved off the streets. You know, a lot of times we've got the streets, they're, they're on fire for the Father because they've seen so much in those streets. That's how she was. She was hardcore. And she had this gift where she would call people out. And I remember her. She couldn't do it clearly, but she could mutter names. Like, I hear this name. And, of course, you know, it could be anybody's name because she wasn't clear with it. But then she would get it clear and clear. And finally, she called this brother to the front because everybody figured that was him. It was close to his name. And she began to tell him, like, you know, you've lost your job. And he just lost it. I mean, she said, you just went through this. She just went through this. She just read this guy's mail. Now, uh, y'all say what y'all want to say. I know there's a lot of fakes and phones. I know about W.B. Grant that was busted doing that with the little mic in his ear. But remember, wherever there is a phony, there is a real. And this woman will begin to pray for this guy, and, and, and this guy will restore a blessing with his job. And, and she did that all throughout the service. And I met him all stuff. Remember, that's who I was trying to get a hold of in the first place. That's who I was trying to call when I called Karen. I wasn't trying to call her. I was trying to call her mother. Madam Oz Clark was there who, you know, this woman can sing and all this, so I want to definitely see her. And so she would get get the people ready to talk to this lady. Like, you just come walk up to her. Madam Oz was saying, get your hands up, baby. Start praising the father. You know, she's just, you know, this couple looking for like a gift like Santa Claus. You start opening up your heart. Uh, get your, you know, get your hands up. You're not choke coaching. Get your hands up. Ask, get ready for this blessing type of thing. And uh, I've never seen anybody to this day operate in the gift of discerning of whatever that was, the word of knowledge. I think somebody would call it the word of knowledge. Then what do you call that gift really quickly? What do you call that particular gift? I would say word of knowledge. Dan? Can you hear me? Can you was hear it, me? Was it present? Was it present event? 
yeah, she, they was, what do you mean, was it the president of Vendan? She called the man down and told him his name. She couldn't utter his name clearly, but she got his name kind of there, and then she began to just start just saying, I see in the spirit, you, you, did you just lose your job? And he was like, yeah. And she didn't miss everything she was saying. You know, I, I feel this and that, and she was talking about this. I mean, but it wasn't just him. She did that with like five or six people, and they was going crazy. Like, how did someone know this? Now, that was, before, a, that was a word of knowledge. I agree with the, the uh, believe that was, is that Brother John that said the word of knowledge? Right. Or was it bro, or Pastor Chris? That, that was me. Yeah. That was you, yeah, um, but, John? Yeah. Yeah, that was John. Yeah, that was the, it, I, I confirm. I confirmed that it was the word of knowledge. Yes, that's true. Yeah. The word of knowledge yeah. deals with present and past. But anyway, folks, that is something I experienced before um, knowing anything about we were Israelites, and so I just want to share that that that's what happened in Memphis. Uh, and then here's another thing that happened when I was remember when I went to the uh, uh, Mason Temple, Mason Temple. Y'all remember me talking about me going there? I mean, that's where I met Karen Clark and Douglas. Well, I saw Douglas when I had him to call her out. Remember that? There is a room at Mason Temple. This is a true story, y'all. Listen again. I'm going through this fast, talking about inspirational in- events, inspirational events in the life of Seth Turner. If, if, if Brother John, you are Pastor Chris, or Brother Dan, if y'all have any trouble with believing what I'm saying, or you want to say, well, Brother, I don't know if that's true. It's okay. I'm really open. It's not. It's, I just want to share, and I want y'all to comment before my little time run up here. Mason Temple have a room. And many of you know about Azusa, Azusa, the, the, the outbreak of the Pentecostal revival in, in Los Angeles. I hear a little noise in the background. Somebody hear something. Uh, but anyway, in Mason Temple, there's this, there's this prayer room, and you go off into it, and people come from all over the country just to go up in this room. Now, I know it's kind of like, you know, you worship in the room, but I don't know. I don't know. Y'all, y'all can say what y'all feel about this, but anyway... It's been so many miracles that happened in the room, because that's where Bishop Mason, who come out of the Azusa Street Revival, that's where he would pray. And so they, to this day, it's, it's like a doggone museum, you know. You go up in there and you just pray. But uh, it's so many miracles that have happened. I just want to just talk about Mason Temple. Google it, folks, if you like. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they're going to talk about that prayer room. Anyway, so much for Memphis. Uh, lots, a lot, a lot of other things happen, but I just can't get into it now. I'm just talking about things, key events, key events, inspiration events, and the life of September that inspired me. Um I want to switch gears and go to CLC, CLC Christian Outreach Center, which is another church there uh, in Fort Worth. And uh, CLC, uh, um, brother, go, Seth, ahead, go ahead. I like to, I like to, the end of that discussion, um, put a tail end on it. The gifts of the Spirit. We had a lot of evangelists, and it was a revival type church. And so if people don't believe it, I've seen it over and over again through different men and women used of God. Once you see that over and over again, you 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 can't deny it. I mean, if you see it one time, oh, I, I wonder about that. But I saw different people being used in, in those gifts. And what it done to me was it made the reality of God really real. I mean, God is really aware of uh, 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 of us. And it made God so revelant of who he is uh, about, you know, knowing about that person who lost their job and, and um, um, 
some of the things that happened in her life, it was able to minister to the people right at the point. So it made the reality of God real, and kind of put a fear of God in me that he's a, he's very aware what's going on on this planet Earth. Very much so, very much so, Ben. And I was I had about another thirty seconds so, but I do. Y'all can come chime in and let me know what y'all think of what I've said so far. But folks, listen. It, I can talk forever. I'm only talking about key things. I'm speaking of like big name people that you know that some of y'all know because y'all won't know Sister Jesse or uh, Brother Sam over here. So I'm trying to mention names like I'm gonna be talking about things like Oscar Robinson. So conversation I have with them, Candace, they do because people get bored when you talk about names you don't, you don't know. But the most powerful things happen with folks that was no name. And by the way, let me just say this, and then I want to hear from Pastor Christian, Brother Jonathan, and Brother Dan Moore. My family, my wife, my children, there have been more of the Father speaking through my wife than any two of these people combined. Just know that. I didn't want to make this show just about my wife. That'll be a whole nother show. I wanted to talk about, because you might say, well, that's your wife, you're biased, and she, blah, 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 blah. So people doubt when you talk about it, that's your wife. So that's why I don't talk too much about Arlene. But if you notice, over the shows, many, many shows, I'm always talking about my wife's here, my wife's here. So I do talk about that. But this, tonight, again, it's not to highlight any of my friends, such as Brother John. Brother John and I don't talk many, 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 many times. A lot of times, he was usually the father. Tonight is not to talk about Brother John. Tonight is not to talk about Brother Ella Shure. Ella Shure has been used hundreds of times, hundreds of times, and and very pivotal, pivotal times in my life. That brother has said some very key, strong words, more stronger than any three of these people. So why aren't you talking about them? I'm talking about people outside, because you can always say, oh, it's just your friend. Blah, 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 blah. So, again, y'all don't know Bernard Cash Williams. That that happened. You don't really know Madam Moss Clark. That happened, you know. So uh, that's why I like to mention all these other names. And, and uh, we're going to talk about some other things. We're going to talk about some other teachings and so forth. But anyway, uh, but, but John, it's in your hand again. Um, I'll get ready for my notes for the next 10 minutes here. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure if anyone was uh, wanting to comment on the last segment. The, I mean, I've already stated what I know to be the case, especially as it pertains to you, uh, brother, uh, brother Dan and uh, Pastor Chris, if there's something you wanted to chime in on as it pertains to that last segment, please do so. Um, Pastor Chris, I, uh, I, is there anything you want to add? I could add something, but uh, I know you. I know you on the program too. Remember, he's on the road, so he's got. Well, no, I'm at I'm a, I'm at home now. I'm at home. Okay, well, y'all. But, but I did want to say. Up. Go ahead. Well, you know, I just I just wanted to acknowledge. You know, a lot a lot of times uh, people don't realize that the Holy Spirit moves in and out of us. And around us, and a lot of people don't acknowledge that there is a, the Holy Spirit that does do things. And it's good that you acknowledge that in your life, because I think some people, you know, you know, some Christians just say, "Oh, I don't believe in all that. It's that's just coincidence and all that other stuff." But I mean, the Holy Spirit is mentioned in the Bible, <laughs> so it must be something to it if it's in the Scriptures. 
And maybe right. because we are not open to believing in the Holy Spirit, sometimes we miss it or don't see it. So I'm glad right, you brought right. that up, and, and I and I and I'd like to confirm that I believe in the Holy Spirit also. Very good, very good, uh, brother Dan. You said you had something you want to tag on there. Well. I'm going to tell you something. I came from a Baptist background. We didn't see those kind of things. Um, right. my, 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 I ran away from God two years. Um, this is Brother Seth's testimony, but I have to tie this in so it could be a little bit understanding. I got off a school bus, and uh, I, one day I, I'll go into my testimony. I broke um, said probably going to have a show to give it But God is real And God yeah, uses yeah. people And his word is true Whether we believe it or not It is true I mean if you don't let God Be true in your life He, he, just gonna, he loves you he, he wants you to know him he's, 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 he's the God of the uh, Over the storm and He's the God over peace He's a God that do great and mighty things. You can't put God in a box. But anyway, um, yes, but I, I came from a Baptist background, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself a Baptist. I mean, during the time when I grew up, it was a tradition of the senior ch- people go to church. They just went to church because it was the American way. Well, I wish it was that today, but it's not like that. So I just went to church because, uh, my parents sent me, you know, they didn't go. They just sent us to go. And uh, I wasn't brought up in that kind of environment. But when I um, went to this church and, um, you know, I was there and, and I seen these things. The good thing about it was I wasn't indoctrinated by church doctrine. So I was more open. I wasn't taught that. No, I don't believe that. The spirit of the, the Holy Ghost. Is um, was given on the day of Pentecost. Um, God don't do things like that anymore. So I wasn't in that environment. I was like fresh new, uh, coming out of the world. And um, so when I saw these things, I was open to them. I think a lot of times people are taught, and those because they wasn't taught right, these things are stumbling blocks to them to experience who God is. But yet the word of God is speaking these things, but they just don't see it. That was my experience. That's how it started for me. I was, I was in a uh, Sunday school class. I stood outside of the church. I looked up in the sky. I said, God, they're always talking about what you used to do. What are you doing today? A couple of weeks later, I got off a school bus. A lady looked about 70, 80 years old, beckoned me to, to come to her. Well, you know, out of respect, I didn't want to walk away from her. I didn't know who she was. She came over there, and she started talking to me. She said, God told me for you to come, and she started talking to me. So a few weeks before, a few weeks before that happened, I looked up in the sky and said, God, what are you doing today? Well, God heard that, and God uses people, and his word is true. Well said. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I'm going to go ahead and start the next 10 minutes if, if everybody don't mind. Everybody okay, okay with that for time's sake? No doubt. Okay, listen, folks. It, 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 when I was with Dan, when I was with Dan, like Brother Dan said, you don't have to ever use it. Like oh, my old pastor used to say, Calvary Cathedral, you don't ever have to write that check. 
You don't ever have to walk in uh, none of this. We just know there's a bank account with money in it. You don't have to write a check. You can live and die. Never know nothing about the gifts of spirit, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gifts of miracles. You just can trivialize and just explain the way. Think people crazy. Just go in there. But folks, I promise you, we gotta hand this up. I promise you, I would not. I, line is not one of my weaknesses. I'm gonna talk about something I struggle with tonight on this show. On this show, get ready to talk about it now a little bit. There's several things I struggle with, but line ain't one of them. Everything I'm going to share with you tonight, there is no hype. There is just realness. There is this is the truth. I'm trying my best to say it exactly how it happened. And, folks, what you have to do, some, some of you, some of you don't experience more than what I've experienced. This is nothing to you. You're like, well, what do you mean you used to walk in? How come you ain't walking in now? You ain't even walking in now. And I don't, don't think the Father ain't doing something in my life. He is. There's miracles I encounter from time to time, signs, wonders, miracles. It's not always signs. Sometimes it's miracles. Sometimes it's signs. Sometimes it's just a wonder. But he's busy. He's real. He is busy and he is real. He loves us and he wants to do what any father wants to do, and that is to be involved in our day-to-day life in a very practical way. Let me go to the phone lines. Uh, we have a hand that's up. Uh, Pastor Mal- Malachi all the way in Penworth. I'll just go ahead and give you a name here since you call so much. Eric, are they going to say I'll go ahead with your question or comment. Greetings. Greetings from the Lost Found Israelites, Fort Worth, Texas. I just wanted to say that um, uh you know, even when people um, would try to disprove uh, God uh, with uh, uh, with uh, words, uh, when I experienced the the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, it was a miraculous, supernatural experience. And uh, I just want to say that it is impossible to believe in in God without believing that he is a, without believing in the supernatural. It is impossible. In other words, no one can say that they believe in God without Believing in miracles or, or AKA the supernatural So after I received The infilling of the Holy Spirit In a supernatural Miraculous A literal out of body experience uh, uh, And then later on when I encountered People who don't believe In God or who don't believe In the God according to the Bible The Holy Bible uh, when they would try to show me things, books, and uh, archaeological proofs, proof that this don't exist or that it don't exist, and 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 I would always revert back to that miraculous supernatural experience that I had, which was undeniable, undeniable. So uh, I do believe in the miracles. Uh, and that's one thing about the Bible, is that. The Bible invites us to say, I mean, to experience this supernatural power. It says, oh, taste and see that Adonai, our Lord in Hebrew, uh, our God, that he is good. Oh, taste and see 
that he is good. In other words, that's an invitation to come and experience the supernatural power of the Most High. Thank you. Well said. Good to have you back on, Brother Malachi, or Apostle Malachi. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Brother yeah. Seth. Yes. Let's go ahead and have you pick back up uh, with the, yeah. the next segment. Well, listen, I just want to share a little bit about when I was with Dan. Again, we're talking about early years. Early years, I just graduated from high school. I just want to talk a little bit about uh, Castlewood. Castlewood is where Dan stayed, Castlewood, Castlewood Apartments. What was happening in Castlewood was I was also doing something else that I didn't share. Um, I was going around and sharing the gospel. I literally was walking to people and say, how are you doing, brother? What's your name? My name is Brother Seth. I'm just here to just tell you about Christ, you know, that he loves you, that he died for you. Yeah, you know, I know about the Bible, man. I said, well, you know, brother, he's real. He's real, and he can save you, man. And if they said these words, I was very happy. I want y'all to really listen to this, everybody. Those on the phone lines, I'm very serious. I'm not playing right now. I wanted them to say this. Well, I'm a little sick right now. The reason why is I believe that the Father wanted them healed more so than he wanted me healed, even though I know he wanted to heal them all. Remember, I got that revelation. But it's something about the, the Bible said in the book of Acts, when people didn't believe, that's when they got healed, so they would believe. It's almost like healing was for the wicked. He was for the, of course it's for believers. Uh, y'all don't get me wrong now. I don't need to move too fast and, and say the wrong thing. But it's for sure for those that are outside. It's for both. It's for, it's for all. It's for all. But what the Father wants to do, I guess what I'm trying to say is, once they get healed, then they know his power is real. Now I'm talking about the same gospel you just talking about. See, remember the scripture said, and, and, the, and the Father followed the disciples, confirming confirming them with signs and wonders and miracles. Brother Dan, you remember that? He was confirming, yeah. yes, this is one of my sons. Yes, this is one of my children. Yes, you see, here's a miracle. You know, you don't go chasing the miracles, yeah. but he said he was confirming his word with miracles. So when they would say, I'm sick, I promise you, I can't, I don't want to lie, so just so I won't lie, I'm going to say it like this. Most people I prayed for got healed. I mean healed. And the way I would pray is I would say, Father, this is your child. I know you love them and you want them in the kingdom. Heal their body right now. Folks, hmm. I'm just telling y'all the truth. Now, I can't say for certain everybody got healed. I'm not going to say that. But I am about to show y'all the time everybody did get healed. So that's what I would do at Coachwood. Now, again, around that time, I went to a church called Holy Tabernacle, Holy Tabernacle, which is in the Coachwood Apartments area. That was the church right next door. So is there any wonder I went there? So I went there, and the Reverend Sample to this day remembered me, and I'm sure he remembered what I'm about to say. And anybody went to Coachwood Tabernacle back in the day, and this was the same time Tamla Mann, uh, y'all know uh, Tamla Mann, I'm sure, went there. She would be there sometime, a lot. I think she would actually to another church, but her relatives would, would go there. And Tamla would sing. Anyway, make the long story short, I went to the service, and I had just read Christ the Healer, 
where it talks about in Christ heal them all. And I knew that somebody among that all, in that group of all, Dan, was not living right, was not mm-hmm. thinking right. And Christ healed them, man. He healed them. And the Bible says, the thief coming, but the still can destroy. But I am coming that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So I told everybody at that church when I was getting ready to minister. Again, I was called to preach, and I was, just, just one of the, I was up in the pulpit sharing, you know, uh, the gospel, mm-hmm. and I told everybody that Christ is going to heal every single one of you. Now, folks, you do not do that. <laughs> you don't do that. That's true. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> you mm-hmm. do not do that. But again, I just had that little simple childlike, childlike faith. And I had some struggles. I want to talk about it because I'm perceiving, I don't want anybody to perceive me as holier than now because, folks, again, I have uh, challenges. I have challenges then and I have challenges now. There's sin in my life then and there's sin in my life now. I just had a different attitude towards the sin then than I think I do now. And that's, that's unfortunate. We'll talk about that because I don't want y'all to think, Brother Seth, this is this, this super angel. I'm not. I'm just letting y'all know the power of the Most High is real. This stuff ain't going to play with me. Maybe you not don't know about it. Maybe you don't experience it. That's because of your your family, your friends, your your church. Maybe that's a dead church where they focus on everything else but this. But what kind of God in the middle of all this white supremacy ain't gonna be doing something more powerful than this? This is why I can't give it a lot of people. I, they, it's a different a, a different vibe going on now. People trying to reason with God, reason everything out. They can't understand it. They don't believe in it. Are you kidding me? Half the stuff we participate in every day, we don't we don't understand it, but we believe in it. So, anyway, here we go. Brother Seth, anybody want to, to call the tabernacle on the sound of my voice? You know this happened. I get up, and I call a healing line. And I go down, and I start praying. The first person I pray for, I would say these words. If I'm lying, I'm flying. If I would do something to me if I didn't say these words. How do you feel right now? Because <laughs> I was saying, Father, heal them right now. In the name of Jesus is what I was saying. But those of you who have problems with the J, okay, <laughs> I feel you. But he knows who we're talking about, and so does the demon spirit, and so does the authority that's in that person we call Jesus. And your heart is calling on Yeshua or Yahweh Shah. Don't get it twisted. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I command this to go, whatever it was. And I promise you, that first person who said, I'm healed, I said, how, how are you? I put them, put the, uh, let them speak in the mic. Now, maybe they was lying. I don't know. If they was, I'm telling you what they said. They said, it's gone, brother. I said, it's gone. It's gone. You know, and then people, you know, black folk, bro, they'll tell you, no, I still have it because they want to be healed. And I, it was a good probably about nine people in this line. And I promise you, folks, every single one of those people was relieved of whatever it was, headaches, stomachs, a backache. I would say, move your back, because I was, you know, I saw ministers do that, and I thought that's what you're supposed to do. You say your back hurt, okay, move your back now. Is the pain still there? We'll pray again. It's not a problem. Is your pain gone? Yeah, it's gone, but it's your stomach ache. It's gone. You had a foot Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. The last person, you really know, will be the last person, Brother Dan, watch this. <laughs> I forgot to start this timer. Let's go here. Goodness. <sighs> okay. Let's start the timer here. Folks, listen. The last person had a store 
said they're going to deal with you. Pretty much deal. And I prayed for them, but they're speeding us right along, and nothing happened. They said, mm. it's, still there. it's still there. So I didn't panic because I knew Christ sometimes prayed for people, and it didn't happen for whatever reason. I mean, he's Christ. So mm-hmm. I remember he put his finger in the dirt and anointed it and put mud in a person's eyes. There ain't no dirt, ain't no mud, ain't no... So what are you going to do, Brother So I looked to my left, and the Holy Tabernacle, those of you that know, if you're standing, if you're in the pulpit and you walk down and you're facing the people, to your left is a water fountain. Is a, a, is a water fountain. Y'all know I'm telling y'all truth. I asked him to go over to that water fountain and have a drink and come back and tell us what's going on. How do you feel? They went over to mm. the water fountain and drunk, Dan, for the Dan, and they didn't mm-hmm. walk back. They didn't walk back. They shouted back, and that was a rap. Pastor mm. Sample, after that, put me over outreach. Pastor Sample, again, talking about the early years, and folks, again, you tune into the Fossils on there, we talking about inspiration, events, in the life of Seth Turn. Okay? That's just some talk about some challenges I have really quickly, okay? But, folks, the lady shouted back. She shouted back. She shouted back. And I just mm. act like it was normal. But then act like it was just normal. All right. <laughs> I was just acting like, well, yeah, praise God, everybody. Just everybody tapping. He's a healer, isn't he? He's a healer, healer. Praise God. That's how I felt. I just, just assumed that. I was praying for people left and right, people I was expecting. I promise you it was happening, it was happening, it was happening. Why? Because I was around that kind of environment. My roommate was Brother Dan Wallace. He wasn't saying stuff like, hey, real here, just be like, man, praise God, then, Seth. That's good, man. God is a healer. That's what you were saying. It's like you talk right now. That draw you got. You'll be like, yeah, bro, Seth, that's good. Well, God is a healer. <laughs> so I had friends that thought the same way, the same way. And then they started getting out. And, you know, bunch of people would call me, hey, call me. They would call me, call me, call me now. In the meantime, while all this was going on, I was struggling with something that a lot of people don't know. This is the first time I'm sharing this on the blog talk network. There's a magazine called Players. Players. Brother John, Brother Chris, Pastor Chris, y'all know what Players magazine is? I've seen that yeah, magazine. Yeah, I seen the cover of it. I didn't look at the inside of it though. I believe I seen that magazine. Oh, I I looked at it on the inside. That's when they used to put those magazines on uh, behind the counter, and you were buying something. They have all those pornography magazines on the back. I got you, brother Chris. No, brother John, do you know what Players is? I never heard of it. Well, it's because you're a little younger. But Players magazine had some of the most beautiful black women on the planet inside that magazine. And what Brother Dan, Brother Dan was not going to tolerate that, and I made sure he never knew. But I would sneak those magazines in his room, and it didn't just start with Brother Dan. This was something that's been going on far back when I was younger when I moved my dad, and he had those magazines. I think that's where this all started. He had players on his little rack when you come over. Like he had it sitting there like a Life magazine, Pastor Chris. And I would look at him. And <laughs> <laughs> I would look at him. And it ain't funny. Don't, folks, don't think us we laugh and it's trivializing sin. If we're not, we're just trying to have a little fun here. But I would look at those magazines. My father wasn't away, and I just got addicted to it. I just got addicted to it. And the Lord would later show me that there is nothing wrong with what you 
feel when you see a naked woman. You were made to feel that. The sin is that woman doesn't belong to you. You're supposed to feel that way and see that with your wife. So every time you look and you see whatever you see in that magazine, what you feel is normal. But you shouldn't be looking at a magazine. You should be looking at your wife, not your girlfriend, but your wife. And then these feelings are totally normal, and they promote the kingdom. So mm-hmm. that was a stronghold, Brother Dan, that started in the ninth grade. So all while this was going on, all of those spirits with the three girls, all of this going on at Holy Tabernacle. Now, I must admit, when I was walking, remember I said this was the strongest I've been. And if this is the strongest mm-hmm. I've been, what do you think is is this the state today? Worse. Absolutely. Uh, in that, it, it, you know, in that you got the, the, the whole... It's one, it's one of the greatest battles. It's one of the greatest battles in 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 in, in, in this world, pornography for men Absolutely. and for women. It's Absolutely. one of the most major battles in this world. It's the it's the secret of the unknown. It's the it's the one of the biggest struggles of men, and that and that takes the power of God to to, to bring to set them free and Absolutely. women free. Now, the Father helped me again. We're talking about inspirational. This is going to inspire somebody that think you're in bondage to this. Now, some people really are addicted and ain't know nothing else to it. It's a stronghold. Some people don't cross the line. There's evil spirits involved. But there's some people, they're not what you think right now. And I'm about to show you something the Father showed me. Now, to this day, I struggle with that. But let me explain what the Father showed me. We live in a very decadent society. When you don't have a player's magazine in your hand and you walk to the mall, you're looking at a player's magazine because of the way the women dress. I'm not trying to place the blame on women. Please hear me out. I'm saying we live in a world where our women are not covered. And when you see a breast half exposed to garments, you naturally are supposed to feel what you feel. That is the truth. If you see a pretty leg on a woman, you're naturally supposed to feel what you're going to kids, you just can't look. Once you see it, you have like a split second not to look again, and most brothers look again, and that's when you feel what you feel, and we think we're addicted to pornography. No, you're, you're not addicted to pornography. You're normal. Our women are under overexposed. Now, so it's, it's, it's a two-way street. Other men that live in other countries... They do have issues with women. They do have issues with lust. But I remember when I went to Egypt, this is when I found out some things when I started to go travel and see women that covered themselves. I didn't think of sex like I do in the States. Because women, they are dressing in the morning, putting on this, putting on that, wearing this, wearing that. They spend lots of money to get you to look, to, to catch you. That's the whole purpose of wearing these certain kind of dresses, and, and they know what they're doing, even on Sunday morning dress. It, 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 sometimes they're more seductive with clothes on than with them off. And so the Father showed me that it's a decadent society, as well as men that are weak because they're not given to the Scriptures and given to fasting and given to prayer. I do think that, you know, some men just have this bent, and my time is about to run out here. 
some being some men just not sexual beings. They just it ain't nothing wrong with them. They just they'll see a pile, leg or breast, and that's just attractive. But it's other men, it's it really pulls on them. It's not nothing wicked. It's just people are different. They just they more interested in money or whatever. Different men are different. So it's, so it's not a stronghold of everybody. And those people think it's a stronghold. I have learned it's not a stronghold. They just they just like that, what they see when they see their wife, they are that way with their wife. It's just they're not supposed to see other women's. You're not supposed to be able to make out what a woman's breasts look like. You mean she may not, not supposed to be able to make out what a woman's, uh, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, how she's made or how she's built or whether or not she. I don't want to get too graphic, but you're not supposed to see that. And our women, most of them dress like that. So that's why our mind is constantly. On sex, one, a couple more things, and then I'm gonna wrap this up, and I will let her know what you have to say about this. I went to the place called the SRO. Shout out to American Airlines. First name I'll throw out there. I worked with four thousand women, and there wasn't that many straight men, but the straight men that was there, I knew them, and we sometimes would sit together, and we would say, "Hey, man." I bet you can't find a woman in gray stockings with a red shirt, with a red dress on. You stand up, you're going to find a 4,000 women. Somebody's going to have on gray stockings or whatever we, whatever we make up. That's how many women work there. Our minds stayed on sex. I got another job when I was in Cincinnati where I worked around in the office, and there was women there, but there wasn't that many women there, and everybody was there was really covered. I never, ever thought of sex on my job. So if you have a problem with sex, you're going to have a problem with sex with whoever you see. You're just going to have a problem with women. You're going to be always thinking about sex, 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 it's an addiction. So a lot of times what I'm saying, the Father showed me it's an environment. But then what happens with porn, because now <laughs> this thing right here is a whole other monster, this Internet. You can sit at your desk and see everything you want to see. This is a whole other level of bondage. And to this day, your brother, operating in these gifts of the Spirit, operating in these word of knowledge, and from, from, from time to time, from time to time, I struggle with some of that. So I'm letting y'all know that. Don't think I'm some perfect guy. I got it together. It's not that case. I just love the Father. I know his word. I, I believe in his word, I meant to say. I know his word is real. I know his power is real. And I also know demons are real. I know the flesh is real. This is why I don't put all my stock in hating on the white man because I know what Seth is doing. If Seth get his set together, nobody can stop me. I'd like to hear a comment, Brother Jonathan, in your hand. Um, well, I think that uh, I've spoke on this before where uh, Israel goes into the promised land, uh, they conquer the promised land, and um, but they don't get rid of all of the tribes out of the promised land. I want to say this is like Judges 3, and the Most High lets Israel know that there were several tribes that were not, he did not rid them of them because he did not want Israel to not know how to fight. And obviously I'm not saying that that's your given instance or any of our instances who have a stronghold of any sort, but 
um, I do know that that is a critical scripture to consider uh, when we look at some of the strongholds that we have. There's a difference between um, just simply giving in and just saying, hey, this is who I am, as opposed to getting up every day and taking that cross and bearing that cross and putting in that work, getting skilled with your knuckle game, praying and fasting, which is under, I mean, it's uh, underrated, praying and fasting. Um, how that's, that's the one thing that is obvious, Old and New Testament, that is going to strengthen an individual and assist them in their walk with the Messiah or with the Most High, if you're looking at the Old Testament only, and uh, give them strength or rank, if you will, in the spirit world. Um, why keep fighting with the, with the weapons that you have when you can get a, a, a whole new set of weaponry that is much more effective, exponentially effective, and so I think that that would be the one thing, especially coming off of the heels of a show like this, where we're talking about these things that pertain to us in the spirit, we have to understand exactly what has rank in the spirit realm. Um, if you are not praying and fasting and seeking God for him to give you that strength, uh, you are fighting uh, a, I don't want to say useless battle, but it's, it's not going to be fruitful uh, as it as as it would be, had you went ahead and spent that time putting into uh, obedience the very thing that we deal with every day: breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, mm-hmm. I find it I find it particularly difficult to fast. As a matter of fact, I wish that you could get rank in the spirit by eating wings and drinking beer. I wish that was the, I, I wish that was the key because that's kind of what I find myself doing. <laughs> But that's not it. He's shown us plainly that the one spirit did not come out unless, except by prayer and fasting. He has given us, mm-hmm. I'm talking about obvious example of what it takes to get the job done. So, you right. know, with all that's been said, and I definitely uh, appreciate your candor, uh, bro, Seth, and, and just uh, sharing with us all. Um, and that's all that I would leave all persons who listen to this show, I leave them with that very thing, not because I've conquered it, it's because that's my next step. That's how I intend to get it done. Hmm. It's good. Powerful. Well, I, what I like to say is that, um, Brother John, that was great what you just said. Um I, I like to say, I like to say real quick, is that the greatest miracle is salvation, and no that's what the, anybody that listens. That's where you need to start. If you don't have Jesus, you won't be able to fight these battles alone. You need Jesus, the ultimate warrior against everything that you will face on this earth. And I would encourage anyone. I'm going to say a, a quick sinner's prayer. For anyone that's listening and say that, well, I'm listening to all these things. How can I come to God? I'm going to pray the prayer and then give you an opportunity to let Jesus, the ultimate victory and victorious person you will have in your life. Amen. Father, repeat, the, repeat these words after me. Father, I give my life to you. I have sinned. 
And I need you, Jesus. Father, I ask that you come into my life. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me, raising from the dead, and and that your word is true. So, Father, I ask you to come into my life to forgive me of my sins. Yes. And give me understanding of your word that I may be able to walk with you and learn from you, Father. And I know that you love me and you sent your son into the world. I now give my life to Jesus Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And um, hear the heart of what Dan is saying. You know, give your life to Christ. Uh, give your life to the Father. Follow Christ's example. Uh, you know, uh, Jesus, Yeshua, we know to be Yeshua, came into the flesh. We believe he came in the flesh and died for our sins. And uh, what the Father does is place your identity in Christ. From now on, when he sees you, he literally sees Christ. That's why we have all these things we have inherited. Some people, I've done this, I've done that. You know, even me, uh, with my flesh, I struggle. But I thank the Father that the way he relates to me is not by what I am and what I struggle in the flesh, but he do relates to me by who I am in Christ. And the scripture talks about when we do what Brother Dan just did and we come into, uh, the, uh, we start following Christ as he followed, Christ, as he followed the Most High, uh, when we when we give our lives to the Father and follow Christ's example, folks, the Bible says if we believe that He came and lived and died and rose again, that our lives is placed in Christ. Just imagine a big old aquarium, and literally your identity is dropped inside of there. You don't exist no more when you do what Brother Dan saying. You really believe. You actually are one body with Christ, and this is where we get the term body of Christ from, this is why we call each other brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, how are you related, y'all not related, why y'all saying that brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, yes you are, because we become one, but how are you going to become one, because your identity has been concealed, hid in Christ, and that's what we believe, over here at the Fast Home Network, listen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, I'm going to wrap up this show just like Brother John would like at ten, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have my final words because I just, I just started to have final words, and I'm not gonna do another ten minutes, but I want to have final words about it, about different things I've said. I wanna not correct anything, but I just want to add to a few more, a little bit of uh, just a few things I said about some things I struggle with. Uh, Brother John, I really appreciate you, brother. I really thank you for your hard work. And I know you got to go. You have uh, obligations at 10. Uh, so I just want to thank you. And Pastor Chris, uh, if you and Brother Dave, Pastor Chris, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. You you cried tonight, brother, for some reason. <laughs> but uh, I really hey, appreciate hey. you being Seth? Yes, sir. Oh, I just wanted to know if you could hear me. That's all. Yeah. yeah all right. I'll, just check I'll catch up five smooth stones. Thanks. Thank you all for joining in. I'll catch up next week. Yes, yes, we'll be tuning in next week. And folks, uh, 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 before I wrap up, uh, 
I want to get a last word from Brother uh, Pastor Chris and Brother Dan, but before I do, let me just say this. This I didn't touch this. Y'all know I didn't touch these topics like I thought. So this is probably going to roll over to a part two, maybe a part three or a part four, because I'm determined to share what I know for sure. I'm determined to let y'all see how vulnerable I am. I'm going to let y'all see just, just what your brother's struggling with, because I don't have it together. I want y'all to pray for your brother. And I want to say this about my weaknesses. You know, porn ain't the only thing that, 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 that I struggle with. There's a lot of things I struggle with, a lot of things I go in and out of. So it, it's not like a... You know, you know, I'm just a regular everyday person. I'm trying to live this life. I'm trying to live right. I really am. But I have issues sometimes. I don't always read the word like I should. I don't always meditate on the word like I should. And I, here's a good one. I don't really fast like I should. I've never been happy with my walk with the Father. I always wanted more, 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 more. So just know that I've always wanted more. No matter how much I witness, I remember one year I won 70 people, 70 some people to the Lord. Uh, uh, sharing the gospel like Brother Dan just did. Seventy people, and I kept up with them too, making sure they was fellowship and all these things. Still, folks, <laughs> I, I'm very serious. And by the way, anybody listen to the show, you need to call the show now. You're gonna be disconnected. Anybody want to continue listening to us? You gotta call the show now. One four two zero five 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 nine zero. Move fast now. One four two zero five 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 nine zero. You have to call the show now. You can't be listening to the, via the computer. So listen, folks. Uh, next week I'm going to go into more of the topics, some of the things, uh, the different people I've met. We still can uh, just, just scores of stuff. I didn't even cover probably a fourth of all this. So still got to talk about a lot of things done in the community, a lot of people I've come across from uh, people like uh, Egyptologists, uh, the, the widows in Ohio who knew Steve Coakley. Brother Chris, Pastor Chris, you know Steve Coakley? You ever heard of him? Yes, sir. I, I, as a matter of fact, I have a, a, well, it's old, but a cassette tape of a presentation he did, he did here in Dallas. Yes, yes. Well, I want to talk well, you about know, Steve you know, we had to call, you know, Brother Steve Coakley uh, transitioned. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but he was one of the ones that was, um, I didn't ever meet him, but I knew some people that was really close to him and uh, the widows in Cincinnati, and they gave me and my wife a really challenge with our faith in Christianity, and that's when we started learning, and a lot happened in Cincinnati and Ohio, folks, our faith got challenged, our faith got challenged, this Jesus got challenged, you know, you know, I, I want to talk about a gentleman by the name of No More X who just ripped King James, I mean, so... I mean, he had my wife and I really studying, and we came back stronger than we uh, originally, better than we did before we entered that bookstore. But the Father needed us to meet no more ex, so we would get off this white supremacy we was involved in. But anyway, Pastor Chris, go ahead and give us your final word. I'll let you go first, and then Brother Dan, and then I'm going to give my final words after the show, brother. Okay, well, so, well, thank you, Brother Seth. I just wanted to say, you know, I, I enjoyed the show tonight. But one thing, um, you, you know, just to, for everybody to keep in mind is that as long as we are on earth, we are supposed to always, as we get older, to improve, like I'm talking about spiritually and morally. You know, it's called a faith walk. And, you know, I've done some things. I'm sure all of us have done some things in our life that we are, not proud of and we some of some things we may not even want to speak on. But the bottom line is as we progress in life and I mean as far as aging, the most high I think expects us to become better and better and closer to 
the most high. And that's that's what it's about. You know, we start off, we do some things when we were teenagers in our early 20s. But then, you know, as we move forward, God expects more of us. In other words, you can't be the same person you were at 25 at 65. Absolutely. And some people never absolutely. learn that. You, absolutely. And we have to mature spiritually. You know, during during the time we're here on earth, you know, it's a it's a continuous thing and we never it's like we never arrive but we're always seeking to be better people, better Christians and better spiritual have a better spiritual grasp. Well, I appreciate those words, brother. Appreciate you with appreciate you being on the show. Hopefully be on next week. I promise you, y'all haven't heard nothing yet. Man, I, I promise you, I promise you, I'm gonna share some things you will be Maybe you'll believe, maybe, I don't know, but I promise you it made the hair stick up in the back of my head, some of the things that I knew and I experienced for sure. Thank you for doing the show tonight, brother. Uh, and I'm, Okay, uh, I appreciate you too, Seth. Yes, yes, yes. Don't go away now. I've got a few more words to say. You probably want to hear what I'm going to say. Just see your final words, and then we're going to wrap the show about less than five minutes. Okay, brother, John, uh, brother Dan, uh, if you don't mind, go next, brother. You're getting your final words, please. And before Brother Dan says anything, i got to make this correction before I forget. With regards to the pornography, I don't want anybody to think that, oh, maybe it's something he's not getting at home. Or maybe it reflects on my wife, or maybe it reflects on the women in the past that I had some. They weren't efficient enough. They weren't efficient enough. They weren't satisfying him. Folks, it don't have nothing to do with another woman or another being doing anything to you. If you have an issue with pornography, or an issue with infidelity, or an issue with any kind of sexual issues, in most cases, it don't have nothing to do with whether or not you're getting enough sex. There's never enough sex to stop a person from doing this, that, and the other. That's not true. Again, the Father showed me this was twofold. Some of what was happening with me in the early stages was just because I was around a lot of women that's naked. Even when they have on clothes, it's still very seductive. Those women know what they're doing. Women understand what I'm talking about. The men don't. They wear their breasts. Their, their, their bras to to draw attention to their breasts. They wear this to draw attention. They know what they're doing when they slick up their legs and when they wear heels. The whole purpose, why you got to wear heels in your secretary? And it, 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 it don't have nothing to do with your job. Why are you dressing like a whore when you're going to just simply be a, a you work in office? They know what they're doing. I'm not trying to throw women on the bus because I know they have to do they, uh, at least they say they have to do what they have to do just for a man because men, we all lost our mind and we just, that's what we value. If you act like you got some sense, we're going to look over you so you got to dress like a, you know, what enough to get us attention because we've fallen. So it's, I don't want to blame anybody. I'm just saying our world is very decadent. And so a lot of what men feel is not them with the problem. It's just they are naturally responding to what they see. They have to go in an environment where they don't see it, then all of a sudden it's not there. Those men are not addicted to no pornography. They ain't addicted to lust either. Now, if they sit there looking at the woman that, you know, that's trying to expose herself or showing a little bit of this, and they, they wallow in it, then, yeah, they are not checking themselves absolutely. They are insane. End of story. Okay, what that woman is doing. You don't have to continually wallow in those thoughts. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's on them. But the woman did tempt them, so she ain't innocent. But now, addiction to porn is a whole nother story.
story. Ain't no person involved. You're looking at a computer, you're looking at a book, you're looking at a magazine, and all you got is close it. That at that point, that's another level. And that's what, like Dan was saying, millions of men are involved. And like I said, your brother, brother Seth, saying all these spiritual things sound like I'm some angel. I am not out of the woods on that, okay? Just know that. Pray for me. I'm not I'm not just giving up on it, but just know that. I struggle with it. I just want y'all to know that, okay? But the most high is more, is no, my issues, and then just praying. I'm going to share other things that I struggle with in the, in the weeks to come. My struggles, whatever they are, is no match for the most high. Brother Seth will be free of all these things. Watch what I tell you. Brother Dan, last word, please. I'd like to say thank you, Seth, for sharing those things because there's going to be people listening to it and they can relate to you. And that we all, we all in a battle on fighting things that we have to overcome. And we only can make it through God. We need God. We just need God. We need God's forgiveness. We need God's long-suffering. We need God's grace. We need God's word. We need prayer. And, and, I, and we, and, and, uh, uh, but the victory is in God. The victory is in God. That whatever we in the battle with, one day you'll look back and, and it won't be a battle. you have the victory and you'll be able to share that victory with other people to show them they could come out of that. And it's gonna be, it take, it take, if it takes years, whatever it takes, all we got to do is keep walking with God because this is a, a continuous process of growth. You start off as a babe and you keep walking. And I, I say this. You keep walking with God, doing all you can, praying, reading your word, be around people, godly people, looking at godly things like Christian programs, whatever, listen to on the radio, whatever. Put yourself in a position that you you put your you that you're hearing the right things and seeing the right things. And here's the end of the story. Keep going for God until you hear Jesus say, God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Until then, we all got to work on ourselves, and we all got to work to do for God that love Jesus. Appreciate that, Dan. Appreciate that, brother. Really appreciate it. All right? Just know that, brother. Thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you. Okay, for those Dan Wallace again lost. Uh, I mean, um, uh, uh, brother Dan is has a track company, a gospel tracks wild dot com. Um, but Pastor Chris again is over the uh, uh, Lathia Temple Church. Again, folks, again you can listen to the Fox on Network talking about inspirational events in the life of Brother Seth Turner. I'm Brother Seth, founder of the Fox on Network. As you see, I don't have it together, and I ain't even share with y'all everything. Uh, that's probably the biggest, I would say. I will say that. But uh, there are little things, you know. I, you know, it's just procrastination. You know, obviously, I still work, and I know the Father has something bigger for me than to be on these jobs. Um, and uh, sometimes I have attitudes on these jobs because I'm on these jobs still. I know that I can teach and, and, and have insight and, and uh, 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 far more than a lot of people that uh, is, is rich. 
uh, that's also a challenge, uh, especially uh, with the, a lot of these racists that's out here. So Brother Seth has issues. Just know that. Uh, let me just go hang up, folks, because i got something very sh- to share with y'all that's going to be a blessing always. Listen, next week we're going to continue on this road. And don't y'all be upset with me now thinking, oh, this brother ain't nothing. No, this brother's real. I'm as real as it get. I love the Father. I'm trying to obey him. And just know this. What I struggle with is my flesh. It's not that God's power can't do this or God's power can't do that. What I have to do, what Brother Seth has to do to get delivered, and it's just a challenge trying to do this. It's Black Brother Dan say, stay around the fire. Stay around the fire. So many times people that are on fire and don't struggle with our struggle with, they may not struggle with our struggle with, but they are caught up in white supremacy or they're caught up in some weird teachings or they listen to the wrong people on Christian radio and they and I can't hang with them because they got another whole stronghold. So and it's not an excuse, but I'm just saying a lot of people that is on fire and got their flesh under control where I struggle, they have other struggles that they mind. They, they are into all kinds of things that Brother Seth, have gotten the victory over, like white supremacy, like doing things that the father's not pleased with, with regards to how they think of their brothers and sisters. Um, and so I just have a hard time at times fellowship with like-minded individuals. Um, it, it, it's, it's a long story. I don't want to give it like an excuse because at the end of the story, it is my flesh that uh, that I think is out of control. And this is where we have to, like Apostle Paul say, be given to fasting, given to prayer, given to reading the word and, and, and good fellowship. Brother Dan said a lot there. Their brother was on tonight as well as uh, both of them. I'm just glad they were able to contribute tonight. Folks, listen, more to come, more to come, more to come, more to come. I didn't even hit the surface talking about all types of things um, that's going to come your way. Um, you've got to hear what people have said and done in my life. Uh, despite where I was with the father, just different things that they was able to impart to me. You got to hear what Candace Staten told me to my ear. I mean, right in my face, what she said about the Kennecott from Believers Convention. You know, I don't know Kennecott might mean well, but just how that, you know, the racism she encountered on TBN. And now the TBN is not a good station. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, folks, there's good people. That's a network that have all kind of people on there. But you got to hear what Candy said. So you got to hear what Oscar Robinson said in, in his anger. The brother was upset, like yelling. I mean, I just met him, and he was just going off about the church. You have got to hear it. You got to hear it. You just not. You you got to hear it. You got to hear it. I'm serious. You got to. And I can go on and on and on. Uh, again, people, the father brought across my path to confirm something I was believing, to to enlighten something I didn't know. You got to know about the brother I met on the train that talked about Bible leprosy and the origin of white skin who I thought was full of hatred and how the father again began to share that to me and how that whole thing was birthed in my spirit. You will see it's not hatred. You will see how we all became different colors and ethnic uh, in a loving manner. You will see it. You will see it. You will see it. Um, Brother Seth, I'm just out here trying to just share what I know for sure. And there's so many things I didn't even touch. I didn't even talk about Andrew Womack, but probably one of the most uh, uh, powerful messages ever I've gotten. Uh, Louis Farrakhan, something important to me. And obviously, I'm not a Muslim, but 
something you can't deny what the nation of Islam was able to share with me. It's just life-changing. You can say what you want to say, but there's some freedom they have. Uh, Harry Belafonte, you know, different things that I've encountered with him over at Cincinnati's WCIN. Interviewing him, but not so much when I interviewed him. When I actually walked with him and over the Rhine and Halle Selassie and just, 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 just on and on and on and on and on and on, just various things the Father said for sure to people to inspire, to lift me, to keep me encouraged, uh, and to validate the things we talk about on this show. Those five topics we call the five foot stone. Anyway, want to say to every one of y'all, I love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I really do. I ain't into no hate. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Check out this last song. Thank y'all for tuning in. Some of y'all have not even hung up. I really appreciate it. Uh, this song is no joke. It's old school. But listen to what this brother is saying. Good night. Somehow, somehow, Lord, I've got to make the journey.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.